Welcome to the Empowered Global Women in Business podcast. I am Elle Ballard, a bicultural woman, mother, wife, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I will help you navigate entrepreneurship as women of the world, a multinational bicultural woman. I will interview female business owners navigating the cross-cultural dynamics of building a business sustainably ethically and in community. In this raw and real conversations, I will explore what it's like to build a business authentically and on your own terms. If you are a multinational woman and ready to build a business authentically while maintaining your uniqueness and individuality, welcome to the Empowered Global Women and Business Podcast. Hello, my beautiful world. Elle Ballard is here with my beautiful friend, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi. Hi. Great to have you. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I am excited. We always get so excited we end up talking over each other. Yes. (laughs) I I know. So before we jump into our conversation, I know it'll be juicy. It'll be a great conversation. I'm going to introduce Tracy first. So Tracy said goodbye to corporate life and found the world of coaching after a personal family tragedy. Tracy guides emerging entrepreneurial women who are ready to shift toward the next exciting chapter in business by creating a structured, sustainable, and successful business with excellent vision, skill, and decisive, bold action. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) And just to, for this beautiful and amazing introduction, I know you're so amazing with what you're doing with, with the women supporting them. Why, why did you decide to do what you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as it mentions in my, in my intro, I did have a personal family tragedy. I know that that's very a generic kind of thing, but what happened to me is um, when my kids, our kids were one and a half and four, my first husband passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. He had been sick for about four years. Actually, he was diagnosed right after our oldest child was born and, um, And that four years in learning how to be a mom and going between having babies, you know, learning that whole new thing, working full time, you know, he was planned to be the stay at home dad. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, he quickly didn't have the energy to be able to manage that. So our whole vision of what was going to happen changed. After four years of fighting, he lost his battle and the kids were young and I was still working full time. So I really started, you know, after about a year of managing survival mode after he died, I started to think about, you know, what are things going to look like Mm -hmm. in a few years, in five years, in 10 years, because I was waking up in the morning, getting them to daycare, going to work all day, picking them up from daycare, taking them home and having dinner, putting them to bed and drinking wine (laughs) and then doing it all again over and over every single day. And I just knew that there had to be a way to to do it differently, to do it so that my kids had an engaged and involved mom because I was the only parent that they had. And to do it so that I wasn't exhausted and overwhelmed and overtired every minute of every day. 
So I started with what I could see in the mirror at the time, which was looking at my own personal health and weight. Mm -hmm. Um, After having two kids and going through all of that trauma, I was holding a lot of extra weight. And so I decided to start engaging with a health coach who brought me into the world of the fact that there are coaches, which I really wasn't in that world. I was in corporate, just living in a cubicle, doing the thing. So after losing a bunch of weight, learning how to be a health coach and starting to coach that same program where I had success, I started to think a little bit differently about what that future could look like. And I realized that if I was strategic, I could leave my corporate job, move across the country where I would live near my family, my parents and my sister and her son, and have the opportunity to work for myself with a much different cost of living than the Bay Area in California and be able to be involved with my kids' school. I still work, still build my business, but also be able to go into the classroom now and then or go on field trips or be available for after-school celebrations and activities. And so that's what I did. I started coaching in April, actually just a month month ago, 11 years ago, April of 2012. And uh, by December, we had moved to Florida. Now, you know, the twist, the plot twist is that shortly thereafter, I got engaged and moved back to California and and got remarried. And I've been back here ever since. I was only in Florida for eight months, but it was a really big turning point in realizing that I got to decide what I wanted for our lives and that I got to create what that was going to look like instead of um, just kind of going through the motions that circumstance had brought me to. So that's when I started coaching. And while it doesn't look the same as it did 11 years ago, it's been evolving ever since. Yeah, I love that. I love every time I hear your personal story, it's it's just, you know, it, there's so many pieces and it's amazing how life, uh, you know, gives it to us. Right. And what yep. we do with it. And um, I have a similar story with a, with a corporate in, in yeah. it sense was a corporate leaving the corporate world and being and being able to go uh, remember the joy just being able to go and be with my kid at lunch because <laughs> yeah, yeah. It before it was it was a commute yeah uh, yeah I have a really you know we talk about core memories right those memories that are yeah. just going to stick with us forever I have a really strong core memory of well and pictures help of course we have pictures of every minute of every day now so one picture that came up recently in my in my history on Facebook was, or my memories, was uh, the day that my oldest kid, who was in second grade when we moved to uh, Florida, the day that he decided that he was going to be first to the classroom that day. Mm-hmm. Like he'd been trying to get there first and we kept not getting there. And then so one day we got there and he was first and he's standing there <laughs> at the door like half an hour before school starts waiting to be let in. But he was so proud. So I have that picture. And then the other thing that is more of a memory, while I have a couple pictures of it, is they used to do um, like a kite flying day Uh at the end of the school year, like in June. And everyone at the school, they made kites in their class and they went out to the giant field they had behind the school. And they flew kites like really high up in the air. And it was just like a whole community, school community picnic kite flying day. And yeah. I just thought, I always thought that was a really unique event and it never would have happened. And I never would have been there mm-hmm. had I been traveling for work or, you know, had we not gone to Florida, honestly. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. 
there were good things for beautiful. sure. Yeah, beautiful story. Um, so I, you know, we are community of women of the world network and, yes. you know, diverse and have so many backgrounds and, and, and women from different countries and, and different, um, growing ups and, and states and countries and cities. Yeah. And I, I like to always ask this question, um, because we, our background shapes our views and sometimes subconsciously yes. we don't even realize. How have your background in your mind limited or favored you? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, Elle, I've told you many times the whole reason why I wanted to become part of your Women of the World Network is to be able to learn more about people that aren't like me. You know, I grew up here in Silicon Valley, California. I am white girl, you know, like I remember when I was very young and they would have like, um, bring your like country of origin, like your food for like a whole pot. And, and, you know, the Filipino kids would bring lumpia and everyone was so excited because everyone knows how amazing that is. And, you know, different, different foods from different countries. And I'm like, what am I going to bring? Corn dogs? (laughs) Like, (laughs) It's just, you know, that's ick. Um, And so I was always, personally, I was disappointed that I didn't have more um, richness to share from that perspective. And so what I get from being in your network is understanding the richness of the variety of different women that you, that you attract. So I'm really grateful to be a part of Women of the World Network. What I would say in answer to your question about how my background has hindered or favored me is I, you know, so I'll be honest, I live a life of privilege and I have, you know, as a white, attractive girl in California. I'm also six feet tall. Like there are, are things about my physical appearance that fav- that allowed me to um, have certain things be easy in life. Not everything's easy and we all have our things. Um, but, you know, the the trajectory that that put me on was one of high achievement, mm-hmm. right? If you're, you're, you have, have privilege, you are favored, you will accomplish things, you will get good grades, you will go to college. And I don't think it was ever like told to me that way, but it was definitely expected. Yeah. And so I did, I went to college, I you know, graduated with honors. I went to corporate, I got a good job and, you know, I climbed the ladder and all those things. So from a a young age, as a high achiever, things were not very difficult to get good grades, to get the job that I wanted. You know, it was actually straightforward. And those things aren't necessarily a help for me as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Many entrepreneurs who are really successful come from a life of hardship yeah. and overcoming. Yeah. And I didn't really have that. So, you know, I've kind of, as now a 54 year old adult who is a little more aware, like, if I don't have the hardship, how am I going to grow out? You know, so there's, there's a really interesting kind of dichotomy of if things are easy for you, then you can't, you don't have the struggle that drives you. And -hmm. if things are hard, then you have the struggle that drives you, but you really have to overcome it. And that's really hard. So, you know, there's, there's pluses and minuses on both sides. And I think that my current challenge is to overcome. It's, I don't know if it's appropriate to say, like overcome the fact that things have been easy. Like I want to accomplish more 
And it's hard sometimes to stay driven Mm -hmm. when life has been not that difficult. So, um, so I think it's helped and hurt in, in some ways. And, you know, I hope that that doesn't sound awful. Um, now that I'm kind of saying it out loud, I'm not sure if it came, comes off the way that I feel, but, but really the feeling is one of, um, you know, it's not about my success anyway. It's about sharing what's possible with mm-hmm. others and hopefully reaching the people who need to hear what I have to say from my experience that will help them grow their experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being open with your story and, um, you know, just the way you're sharing things. And I think, I think part of it is we are so strong. We sometimes don't even notice that, you know, (laughs) you know, when, when my husband was sick and when he was past, people were always like, Oh, you're so strong. You're so brave. You know, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm just doing what you have to do. And I think, you know, what comes out of that sometimes is maybe um, uh, a detachment from Mm -hmm. how hard it really was. Right. Because you just have to keep going. Like yeah. you have two choices. You oh, keep going or you don't keep going. Yeah. And the don't keep going, especially when you have small children, is not an option. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't an option for me anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so when I think what that does is it puts you on a um, like that, again, that high achieving track where sometimes maybe you're not really paying attention to the grief that you are experiencing, right? It's a lot of kind of push away the emotions, things like that. And that happens, I think, with a lot of us high achievers is there's that type of thing in there. Like the things that were hard, yeah, they were hard. And yes, we overcame them, but oh, they weren't that hard. But, you know, it's mostly because we just decided to not pay attention. Exactly. I can totally relate. Yeah. Pushing Mm. on a side and kind of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's I'm fine. Mentioned there tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah, fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's so garbage. Right. Yet it's so yeah. much a part of what we've done. And and that's what we're overcoming is yeah. the tendency to say, it's fine. I'm fine. Exactly. Because maybe you're not. And it's okay if you're not. Right. Exactly. I love that. Um, so we touched on entrepreneurship and well, we are actually talking about both, you know, in life, in entrepreneurship and business building. What was your biggest lesson or something that you had to overcome? Well, you actually mentioned it already, um, but maybe maybe in building a business. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing, and again, it's it's very intertwined between like the personal that. and the business, but I had a mentor once who helped me to understand that everything is a choice, like everything. And, you know, I used to complain about having to make lunches for the kids to go to school, which sucks. I mean, no one like, like that's a thing that most people would agree is not an enjoyable thing day in and day out, year over year over year. But like I had a choice whether I wanted to make those lunches or not. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, we also have a choice whether we're going to get out of bed in the morning. And we also have a choice whether we're going to, you know, overdraw our bank account. Like we have, everything is a choice. I could go and go buy a new car right now. Yeah. But it's a choice that I could make that would be good or bad for me. 
right? Or it would put me on a certain path. If I went to go buy a car with cash right now, well, A, I don't have the cash. So what would I do? I would like make all these bad choices in order to get to that point and they would be detrimental to the things that I want in my life. Same thing with making those lunches for the kids. I wanted to make those lunches. I didn't know that I wanted to until someone helped me to see that I had a choice and I could either make them or not make them. And why am I making them? Because I want them to have food that they will eat, that I want them to get my little note that I put in there with them in the morning. I want them to, you know, they were little, Um, this was a long time ago. And, you know, and I want them to, to know that I care enough about them to make their food instead of just saying, forget it, you can just eat at dinner. You know, and unfortunately, those choices are made on both sides all across the world out of different reasons. And when you realize that whatever you decide is a choice that you've made, then you can make the choices that serve your, the future that you want to create. Exactly. Yeah. Because they're going to, they're not going to remember what you were talking about at that lunch, but they will remember that note. And they right. and, and, well, they, and then take it to business, right? I get to choose whether or not I pick up the phone and call. It's the, the phone symbol for you young people. This is the phone symbol. Um, you know, you get to choose whether you pick up the phone and call that potential client and talk to them about what you do and how you can serve them. Right. Or you can not call them. And one's going to have a potential client and one's going to have definitely not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's the goal? Is the goal to grow your business? Then do the things that will grow your business. Meet the people, talk to them, you know, work your skills, all those yeah. things. And if you choose not to, mm-hmm. then maybe you don't, maybe you have a hobby instead of a business. Like right. it all, you know, is dependent on what you're, where you're trying to get to. Right. If you want to be a healthy person who can run a marathon, you have two choices. You can put on your shoes in the morning or you cannot. If you put them on in the morning, you're one step closer to running that marathon. If you leave them off and put on your slippers, probably not getting closer to the marathon. And that choice is something that you decided and you made. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, we actually just had a conversation similar. It was my mom yesterday night. It's interesting. Um, all the choices we make in life or we don't make. Or yeah. the choice, it's it's always the only constant thing in life is choice, right? And so we... Right. The whole idea that not making a choice is also a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. So going back to being a woman of the world, you kind of shared a little bit with, with your... Um, um the upbringing and the food I love the potluck uh, yeah, that's why I was like I'm buying your I'm buying your, your cookbook I need this cookbook yeah yeah so uh but what does it mean for you uh to be a woman of the world well I think for me in the world it means to be um you know aware and acknowledge the gen- enormous variety of people on the planet Mm -hmm. and the enormous variety of circumstance of the people on the planet, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And the fact that everyone is still as valuable and capable and smart and beautiful, regardless of their circumstance or their location or how they grew up or what their situation is. You know, we get a lot of exposure 
through charity works and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, folks in India or in different African countries and, and things like that, where, you know, the circumstances of their day-to-day life are, are like beyond comprehension for someone who's had the privilege yeah. they've had. And they're beautiful and happy and they have families that they love and mm-hmm. they're going through the struggles that are in their world. And, you know, and we go through the struggles that are in our world and, you know, in this country right now, we've got some. Yeah. And, you know, it's not equitable, Mm -hmm. but it's relatable. Mm -hmm. And so I think that to be a woman of the world is to understand that the, the strengths and struggles are universal Mm -hmm. and the circumstances are just different. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing, Tracy. Yeah. Okay, so my um, last question will be, what advice would you give to people? Yeah. Men? People. Anyone. Yeah, you know, as a coach, I often have lots of advice. (laughs) But this is something really that kind of came to me that I love to pass on because, um, you know, a few years back, I was really struggling with the whole, like, why would someone want to hire me? What, what do I have to offer that's special? You know, I'm just me, you know, that kind of talk. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone can relate to that at some point in their lives or another, if they've gone past it. Yes. If you haven't gotten past it, you can. So <laughs> I'm just going to give you that uh-huh. uplift right there. Um, because it's true that we all, you know, have something to offer even if we haven't figured out what it is yet. And so I was working on, I don't know, developing a program and like putting pricing together. And, you know, that's, that's something that when you're a younger entrepreneur is a real, like, I don't know what to charge people and how much would they pay for me? You know, all of those thoughts. And I realized that all of that struggle came out of um, a struggling with like dreaming about something big for myself you know, I was very in the day to day again with kids and husband and life and family and, you know, driving people places and making dinners and all that stuff. When you're in the day to day, you have to really be intentional about imagining the big dream. Yes. And I realized that not only was I, did I not really have a big dream, but I was hiding from admitting that because I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to have some bigger dream. Mm -hmm. Like I have it so good where I am. Who am I to want more? Yeah. And, um, and so I realized that that's what was holding me back from kind of breaking through to the next level of my own confidence in my business, because I didn't feel like I was worthy of any, of the dreams that would come into my head. I'm like, yeah, but I can't do that. Right. Um, You know, and honestly, even just the other day, I found myself thinking, oh, Oh, no, I should start here. Yeah. Right. Like that's too much. I'm going to go to this lower level is, is the next, you know, is the dream. The dream is this, not this. And when really this is the dream that came to me. So I wrote actually on my window, I have windows right in front of me. Great light. And I wrote on my window frame and it's still up here. It says, I am worthy of the dreams I dream. Mm. The world needs me to show up today. Mm, and that. it's the phrase that when I remember to look at it, yes, 
I can go pick up the phone. Yeah. I can go like own what I'm creating and share it Mm -hmm. because it's, because it's true. Even if I'm not the same person who wrote it, it's like a universal truth to me, right? I'm worthy of the dreams I dream and they're waiting for me. Absolutely. So let's go. Yeah. And it's true for every person out there. Like if you have a dream that's come to you, like that dream's put in you for a reason, go get it. And, you know, it could change, could change the world. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I honestly still thank you for that message, Tracy, because I, I find with every level that I climbing and that I'm, Ascending to in in my own uh, business, in my mm-hmm. own growth and development, there is that self sabotage that comes yep. in. There is this this tiny bit of voice. <laughs> yeah, sometimes makes you question, and it's um, it. I think it doesn't even like matter where we are at what level. It there is always that next level. Yeah, we have to grow through, and I love how you put it on the window. Yeah. That, that those little reminders, you know, they remind us and yeah, and it's such a human trait and it, and then the belief, it connects to the belief uh, so much too. Yes. But, um, so I love what you shared. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, my pleasure. Inspiring. So inspiring. Yeah, thank you. It. You know, and one other thing about that, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, how it is a universal thing and you think about the people out there who are super famous, like mm-hmm. Oprah, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Like, I mean, it's hard to name someone maybe bigger than Oprah. So we'll just go with Oprah. And, you know, would this phrase suit her? It absolutely would, right? I don't know what she's dreaming of these days. I mean, with her like school in South Africa or, you know, all the things that she's accomplished, she's got something beyond that. I don't know what it is. Only she knows what that is. But she's worthy of it. Right. I'm sure. And the world needs her to show up in order for it to become real, Exactly. not for her, but for the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always tell people that I didn't realize, you know, when we're talking about like communities and the gather community and connecting people and creating partnerships and collaborations and, and, you know, who knows how connecting two people is going to change something for both of them. And the fact is that, whatever happens, like the world is better for it. And like, when I started coaching, I didn't know I wanted to change the world, Mm -hmm. but that's what's happening Mm -hmm. because every time we connect people through our networks, through our communities, the world is better for it. And that makes the world better, which means we're changing the world and making it a better place. And, you know, 11 years ago, I just wanted to, you know, be able to go on a field trip with my kids. Yeah. So you never know where life will take you. Just keep going because that dream that's in you, you're worthy of it and it's it's waiting for you. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so we're gonna finish with the rapid. Yeah, yes, I love, I love it, I love it, and yeah, and and, and we, I feel like we could talk about this topic, this particular one advice, one word, worthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, we could we could talk about it for days, right? Because I, the the reason I love being in business for myself, the first and foremost, because I know my business is not gonna grow 
beyond my personal growth and right. development. And that's to me such a beautiful thing because as I'm becoming, and like you said, you know, influencing the world because we are becoming better versions ourselves. And right. um yeah, I mean, building careers is a great thing. There is nothing wrong with that, but I have never experienced, you know, this the, the growth that I experience now. Yeah. So I definitely thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. Um, love that advice and just um just such a great powerful reminder of having a a note, a reminder somewhere, just like you have on your window or somewhere on your table where it will remind you. Yep. So that every time that other voice comes comes in or you hear that other voice, uh, you know, having that reminder is such a powerful thing. And it's just so simple, right, to, to yep. do that. So yeah, it. it's funny. I, I tend to be kind of a collage artist. Like uh -huh. I, I get stickers and I put stickers and stickers and stickers on things or, you know, I don't really do the post-it note things anymore. But like right in front of me, the little bottom stand of my monitor, I've got Gather Community Spring Showcase, Authentic Friendships, a post-it that says more about them, another Gather Community sticker, a card, another sticker, another card, like all of these things just piled on top of each other. And, but on the window frame, it's just that. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's clear. It's, it's just like, there's nothing. I do have curtains, which sometimes cover it, but every time I open the curtains, it's there. Yeah. And then, which is kind of a cool metaphor too, like open the window. And yeah. I love remember. that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's true. Beautiful. Beautiful. So if you are listening to this on the recording, uh, YouTube or podcast, please connect with Tracy. She's absolutely amazing. And I love how she brings the boldness in everyone she works with. So please connect with her. We're going to post all the links and, um, and website links and everything, how to connect with Tracy here and our final part i'm going to move on to our rapid fire questions okay are you ready i'm ready <laughs> okay your favorite book name is oh my favorite book like the title of my favorite book you know um the one that recently caught my eye that i was like oh i should open that again is brene brown daring greatly oh i love that mm -hmm. um okay beach or mountains uh i'll say beach favorite I do live in Santa Cruz so but yeah. we never go to the beach like I do drive there and I look at it <laughs> but I don't drive to the mountains so I guess it's beach yeah yeah I love both too but yeah, yeah. I choose beach for me as just well. give me a good view and a cup of coffee yeah. I'm happy regardless of what yeah. I right okay favorite international destination to visit well I've only had a few and they uh -huh. were all amazing um on my bucket list right now is Italy but it's going to be like all the places. But the play, favorite place probably that I've been to would have to be Paris. I would go back yes. in a hot second. I'd yes. go live there today. It's oh, so fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Um, summer or winter? Summer. Definitely summer. Okay. And the last question is, things that you have discovered about yourself recently? Ooh, recently. Um, well, I still self-sabotage myself. So that's a new a new one, you know, that, um, yeah, that was a big one. What else have I discovered about myself recently? Um, oh, you know, so this, my, my plan this year was anytime any opportunity to talk or learn about money comes into my, my view, I say yes. So I've been doing a lot of, I'm in a course right now with Angela Wilson about 
uh, being, I won't say be bold in your money, but that bold is my word. It's not, oh, stand strong in your money. That's what it is. Uh Um, And, you know, a couple of other conversations that have happened. So I think the things that I have realized about myself recently is, is really that whole, like, I'm fine. It's fine. Like push it away. Like, and as much as you think you've progressed, it still shows up. And, um, it just maybe takes a new shape and a new form or a new topic. Mm-hmm. And so it takes real intentionality to get out of that. And the only way to be intentional is to make that choice all the way back to what we were talking about in the beginning. So I think to, to summarize the, the thing that I've learned about myself recently is that the choices I've been making have not been serving me as well as I thought. Mm-hmm. And that it's time to start making new choices that will get me closer to that dream. Oh, I love that. That's a beautiful awareness. No, no, no longer stick, you know, doing the same old, same old, right? It's time to start doing some new, new scary stuff. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you for playing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, um, please connect with Tracy Rucci is amazing. We're going to post all the links and Tracy, thank you so much for taking the time again to speak. Yeah. It's my pleasure. Any, any minute with you, Elle, is a minute I want to spend. Thank you. Have an amazing uh, weekend. Thanks. You too. Bye. Have an amazing time. Bye-bye.